Hey, I, uh, my, probably my favorite gospel is the gospel of John. And part of creating these, these sermons, I, you know, it, it's crazy the whole process that, that I know that I go through and learning and how I really believe that the spirit begins to speak to you and, and starts pulling passages out that you've, you've read and you're familiar. And, and with each time that does that, there's new application. And as I was looking at this, uh, because in chapter 8, we're going to look at Lady Wisdom. But to understand Lady Wisdom, we also need to understand Lady Folly. And one of the passages that kept on coming to my mind as I was working on this this week is John chapter 3. Now, we know John chapter 3, it's, it's Nicodemus coming and speaking with Jesus. We know the great passage of John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But it's really the passages after that that I just, just floor me every time. 17 says that Jesus didn't come to condemn us, but he came to save us. And then starting in John <clears throat> Verse 19, 319, John writes these words. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Now, this applies specifically with what we're looking at here, but the ramifications of this are deep. Think of us. How many of us like to live in the shadows? Because let's, let's face it, if I am not... Living in Jesus, it's easy for me to live in the shadows because if I step into the light, then everything can be seen. And so I would rather hide in the shadows. And so today, as we look at Lady Folly and Lady Wisdom in Proverbs chapter 7, and really we're going to spend a lot of time in chapter 8, I want you to see the difference between these. Lady Folly lives in the darkness. Lady Folly is an adulterous woman. And let me just read some of this. She lives in the shadows. Chapter 7, verse 6. At the window of my house, I look down through the lattice. Now this is, keep in mind, as we've been looking at these, these, uh, this first section of Proverbs, these are lessons from a father to his son. He's trying to impose, he's trying to pour into his son wisdom. And again, wisdom is the application of knowledge. Knowledge is what we can learn. Wisdom is the application of it. And so this father is giving this son a great example. And he's saying, son, here's some knowledge, but I really want you to apply it to your life. Okay? So in chapter 7, speaking of Lady Folly, the father goes, At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple... I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. He was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in, 
Do you see this? Folly comes out in the darkness. It hides in the shadows. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. I love this, this word picture. And again, it ties so well into John 3 in that Lady Folly comes out in the shadows. She lives in the shadows. She lives in the dark. And when the day begins to set, when the light is no longer, that's when she comes out. And that's when she preys upon the simple, the uneducated, those that are unaware, in complete stark contrast to that is Lady Wisdom. Lady Wisdom lives in the light. She proclaims her message in the light. She stands in the middle of the square, the town square, at the gate. And the gate of the town is the epicenter of commerce and justice. It's where business was done. It's where kings ruled. And it's even where the prophets would sit and speak. And so in chapter 8, we are introduced to Lady Wisdom. And I love, 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 love this. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, I want you to see this. Lady Wisdom is right in the middle of everything in daylight. She takes her stand beside the gate leading into the city. At the entrance, she cries aloud. And this is her message. Verses 4 through 8, Proverbs 8. To you, O simple, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple gain prudence. You who are foolish set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just, and none of them are crooked or perverse. Now, I will tell you, in my mind as I read this, I see two different women. I see... Lady Folly. Now she comes rolling in in her brand new Audi and she is looking good. She is dressed to the nines. She's about ready to go clubbing. Think about it. We get all dressed up and we go out in the night. And in the darkness, everything looks just right. She is young. Her hair is perfect. Her nails are spotless. In stark contrast, we have Lady Wisdom. Now, I will tell you, Lady Wisdom, in my mind, she's a little bit older. She doesn't roll up in the new Audi. She's got the, well, kind of the later model of the Honda Odyssey. The one with the, the one with the, the, 
the goldfish that have been kind of crusted in the seats and in the carpet. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we had that. She's modestly dressed. She's not unkept. It's not like she's homely or anything like that. But she's quiet and she's reserved. She's not loud. And to be honest with you, there may not be really anything that necessarily really, really attracts someone to her. Except for she's kind and she speaks truth. You can see on the corner of her eyes, there's a few wrinkles. There's good laugh lines. Maybe there's the beginning of some, some lines on her forehead and even her hair. Maybe just a tint, just a hint of gray. These are the two that I see in my mind. Now, there's nothing in Scripture that talks about this, but in my mind, to make a visual, that's, that's what I had to come up with. And it may not be right, but I think you're getting the idea, right? One looks, oh, man, all put together. And the other one, yeah, she's together. But, and that's the idea of sin. Sin always really looks good. Sin always looks really good. Foolishness always, always is the most attractive. And let's face it, doing wrong is hands down the easiest thing to do because it doesn't require us to really think through anything. We allow emotions, we allow desires to move us that way. In the example that we have in chapter 7 of the young man walking down the street, kind of oblivious, and then all of a sudden to be noticed by somebody, hey, that feeds the ego. Lady Wisdom is simply going to stand in the middle of the street corner in the light and speak truth. But we have ears to hear and a heart to embrace what she is saying. Both say that they promise life, but only one of them actually brings life. Lady Folly says in Proverbs 7, 22 through 23, with per persuasive words, she led the young man astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave leading down to the chambers of death. But yet her words sound sweet. 
Her words feed the ego and feed our desires, and we follow it along until all of a sudden we are in a trap. Ever been there? When we live for ourselves and only for ourselves, we are looking for the next pleasure. We are looking for the next good thing, at least what we think is good. Proverbs 14, 16 says, there's a way that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. Wisdom requires that we think through and process through, and that is an attribute of God, to be able to forward think. Do you realize that we are the only living creatures that have the ability to reason and think forward? When we live for ourselves, we trash that part of our brain. We trash that part of our thinking. And though we think we're finding life and we think, man, I am having all sorts of fun until. Lady Wisdom promises life and she delivers on it. Verses 12 through 17 in chapter 8, Lady Wisdom says, I, Wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern and nobles, all who rule on earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. That word seek in the Hebrew has an idea of seeking early and often. It's the early bird catches the worm. They are up early. Seeking lady wisdom is something that we need to pursue constantly. And from the beginning of each day, what is the right thing to do for the right reason, even when it hurts? That is seeking and following wisdom. Wisdom brings life. Folly brings death. Folly says, I will give you life and also I'm going to give you order in your life because we're going to have fun. Lady Wisdom delivers on and says, not only will I give you life, but I will bring order to your life. The words of Lady Wisdom, she goes on, these are the promises of Lady Wisdom. And Lady Folly does not have any promises other than, hey, we're going to have fun for a moment. Here are the promises of Lady Wisdom. Verses 18 through 21. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and are making their treasuries full. 
Now, it's easy to read in their prosperity gospel. If I follow wisdom, I get rich. That is not what Lady Wisdom is saying. If you will actually look at it, wisdom is greater than gold. Wisdom is greater than silver. Wisdom is greater than any rubies, any riches that we can give, any riches that we can get, excuse me. All this pursuit of wealth and all of these things is not real life. What is real life is living in wisdom. And so what she is saying, I am giving you life. I'm giving you better than what Lady Folly will give you. I will give you the ability to have peace. I will give you the ability to live beyond and be wealthy in your heart and your soul and your spirit far more than anything that the world can have because what Lady Wisdom offers is eternal. What Lady Folly offers us is nothing but something that will be burnt up. Maybe some of you all have heard this old joke. This guy dies really super wealthy and he's talking with, with Peter at the gates and he's got these two big suitcases with him. And Peter's like, you ain't bringing that in. And he goes, oh, yes, I am. I need to, I need to, I need to. I got to bring these things in. And Peter said, no, I can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. And so finally, Peter says, okay, come on in. I don't care, go ahead. And one of the other angels goes over to Peter and goes, what the heck did he bring in? He goes, paving. Think about it. The streets of gold. This rich man's got his gold bullion with him. He's got his gold. And in heaven, it's nothing more than paving. It's nothing more than paving. Lady wisdom gives us far more than anything that Lady Folly will ever do. And the most important part is that she brings order. She brings order in the midst of chaos. And above all things, if I can have peace in my life, in this life, by far the greatest gift that I can have. Because let's face it, this life is hard. This life is hard. And there's fears, there's money issues, there's housing issues, there's gas price issues, there's grocery issues, there's small business issues, there's relational issues. There's the idea, am I gonna make the team or not make the team? Am I gonna start or am I gonna be a bench warmer? I've gotta get the good grades. Life is hard. But if we will rest in doing what is right for the right reason, we can find peace in the midst of chaos. I will tell you that wisdom and doing right and living justly is a grind. Embrace the grind even when it hurts. Psalm 15 tells us that. Wisdom creates order out of chaos. And the reason why I say this is that first that Lady Wisdom 
has been around since the very beginning of time. And second, lady wisdom is actually an attribute of God. See, the writer personified wisdom and folly. In other words, he put human identity to these ideas so that we would see a better picture of this. But understand this, wisdom has been around since the very beginning. Verses 22 through 31 in Proverbs 8, this is wisdom speaking out loud. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his words before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there was no watery depths, I was given birth. Where there was no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place and when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep. See these word pictures that are coming. When he established the clouds above and fixed securely the foundations of the depth, when he gave the sea its boundaries so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Again, I need for you to understand this. Lady wisdom, that is what is personified, is actually an attribute of God. Wisdom flows from, to, and through God to us. Lady folly is, is a personification of Satan and sin. Wisdom brings life, and it brings it brings. Out of chaos, it brings order. The creation story that we just read there, those examples, that is where, where God creates out of chaos. And he brings order. He brings order to us. Folly, an attribute of Satan and sin, came after wisdom. And its goal is to bring death and chaos. Think about it. How often do we get trapped in our own sin and we walk out and we think we're good and everything has gone <laughs> That's a technical term, by the way. <laughs> I'm not sure how to spell it, though. It's crazy. When we choose folly, when we choose ignorance, when we choose pleasure, when we choose what I want, how chaotic our life can get. And the thing is, we don't realize it's become chaotic until it is chaotic. And so wisdom says this. Verses 10 through 11. Choose my instructions instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies. And nothing you desire can compare to her. And so wisdom is saying, don't get locked in on the shiny things. 
get locked in on wisdom. It's an attribute of God. It is the one that brought forth creation. It's the one who took chaos and put it in its jar. I'm gonna ask the worship team if they would go ahead and come on back out. And I wanna take us to a passage in Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven. Jesus is saying this. He's wrapping up his sermon on the mount and he's giving folks a whole brand new way of looking at life. And he says this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I think it's so important for us. I'm asking you today, what are you pursuing? Lady Wisdom says, with everything you have, seek me. Seek the wisdom of God. Seek the way of God. If we want to stop living in chaos, then maybe it's time to stop living for ourselves and start living for God. And Jesus says, if you want this, ask. Seek. Knock. And this is the promise that comes with it. The door will be open for you. Conversely, he goes on, he gives another example. Starting in verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate. Wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. This is my question for you. What gate are you choosing? Wisdom gate is probably not the prettiest. It may have some chip pain on it, but I don't believe that the hinges squeak. It may be a little off kilter, but it swings open. And the path on the other side of it may not be as worn. And it may be a little bit more narrow. But at the end of that path is the very thing that we have been seeking all our life. Peace. And peace has a name. His name is Jesus, the Son of God, the one who left the splendor of heaven, the one who created everything and came and became an example to us of what love is. The Creator served the created. It doesn't make sense. And because a lot of times it doesn't make sense, we won't choose that narrow gate. 
or the narrow path. Because let's face it, not everybody goes that way. But right next to that narrow path, there's this giant field with a beautiful wide gate. And there are people running and jumping and skipping into that gate and that field. And little do they know that once they're in the middle of that field, they're actually in a minefield. It looked good. I don't know about y'all, but there was a time where I lived in that big field. And then one day, it all caught up. And one step, and there was a click. I'm standing on a mine. How do I get out of here? Now, I'll tell you, Jesus got me out of that minefield, but there's some shrapnel. You all understand that. You know the effects of sin. They hurt us. Scripture tells us that sin is looking to devour us. Actually, Peter says, it is Satan prowling like a lion looking to devour us. If we will choose the narrow gate, it doesn't mean that we won't walk through that gate unblemished but we will be made whole. And so this is my question for you, really. Have you been choosing folly or have you been choosing wisdom? And ultimately, have you been choosing the world and you realize that right now you're standing on a landmine? We literally have people here whose job it is to dismantle explosives. And Jesus is really, really good at that. So if you've found yourself in the middle of the minefield and you want the gate, it's not the prettiest, but I promise you, it will bring you more than anything that you could ever ask, hope, or imagine. And it has a name, and it's Jesus Christ. Will you choose Jesus today? Our prayer team is gonna be up here in just a moment. If you need prayer, I'm asking you to come. If you've never accepted Jesus, and today your heart is just thumping, and you are pounding on the door, and you're saying, oh please, can I come in? The answer is yes. And Jesus will welcome you on the other side of that gate. And you don't have to have everything together. That's what Jesus does. That's 
where wisdom begins to pour into you and pour into me. And as we learn that, Jesus cleans us up and moves us forward. Where are you? Father God, I come to you and I thank you so much for this morning and I thank you especially for your incredible word and I, God, I cannot thank you enough for wisdom that doesn't make sense to us but yet we know that there is a way that maybe we don't understand that will actually bring us life because what we've experienced so far is what we thought was right has led me only to death and sadness and chaos. God, I am asking that you bring order to our lives. God, if there is anyone here who has been living in chaos and hears your words of wisdom today, and are crying out to you, Lord, make yourself real to them today. Fill them with your spirit and take them from the field of destruction to the path of life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, wherever you are on that, if you need prayer today, I'm gonna to ask that you come up here. If you are accepting Jesus or you wanna know what it is to accept Jesus, if you're watching online, we're gonna have a pop-up there. I'm gonna ask that you would click on that and our host will walk you through that. And here on our campus, if you've been living in chaos and you've been in a big field and you wanna start walking the narrow, path with Jesus. You come, you talk to me, you talk to the prayer team. We will walk you through that process and allow Jesus to become Lord of your life. We'll walk you through that. God bless y'all.